Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Okay, we're ready to go whenever you are. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a emergency podcast edition of Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahe Mooley Jr., and joining me as always is the co-host from the Great White North, Zach Hicken. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Hema and I are really sad to be recording this episode right now, actually. Um, earlier today, NBA legend Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash at the age of 41. Um, and also on the helicopter was his oldest daughter. Uh, she was 13 years old, Gianna Bryant. It's very sad. It's, you know, Kobe Bryant, he's just, he's a legend, man. One of the few sports legends that are known by one name and, you know, us being the youngest guys on the sports beat staff, you know, most of our NBA memories are of Kobe Bryant. He was the goat to us. And, um, you know, you and I having kids, it's also sad. Mm -hmm. Um, just from a father's perspective and, um, sad day, pretty emotional. I don't know. We're still kind of working through things. Still processing. And I mean, I didn't believe the news when I saw it. And I saw the initial report from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN um, I mean, you think about a guy with his legacy and you kind of deify him as a god and, like, think of him as invincible. And to have him be gone, it's hard to process. And yeah. even though, you know, him and I grew up as jazz fans, like, we kind of – you hated Kobe because of what he did yeah. to jazz. But, like, at the same time, you respected him. And you look at his accolades. He played 20 years in the NBA. He was a five-time NBA champion. An 18-time All-Star. He was the 2008 NBA MVP. He won the Finals MVP twice. He won the All-Star Game MVP four times. Uh, He was 11 times first-team All-NBA, two times for the second and third team, nine times All-Defensive first team. That's crazy. Three three times All-Defensive second team. He was a two-time scoring champion, and then both his number eight and 24 hang in the rafters of the Staples Center. He's a legend. Crazy. And it it's hard, yeah, to just think that he's gone. It's, for me, like, you know, there's always the discussion with whether we talk with older people or people that are younger than us that are like, oh, LeBron versus Kobe versus MJ. The thing that I always thought about Kobe, because for me, he's like probably the GOAT is he spanned both those generations. He played against both those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's just something something unique and, and crazy. And the fact that he played against two of the top three players ever um, really shows how much of a goat Kobe was. Um, but more than that, like, 
you know, like we said earlier, it's just, man, he was so tight with his daughter. You see them on the sidelines of every, mm-hmm. every game. Well, he was coaching her team and he too. was coaching her team and she was like legit on the court. Um, it's just super sad. Um, I was looking through social media early this morning. I saw rumors of the, the accident and I was like, nah, that can't be real. It didn't feel real. And then I was actually, I was actually in church, uh, when news of that, the, that Gigi was on the plane or the helicopter also. And dude, that was just so much more sad. I was actually dropping my daughter off to the nursery and yeah. she was like sad, like they always are. Yeah. But this time I was like, I'm just going to stay. Yeah. I just felt like staying. Yeah. Know? So. No, it gives you an appreciate appreciation of the loved ones you have in your life to relish the moments that you have with them. Um, yeah. And like you said, he, what's crazy about him. So I'm, I'm younger than you. Um, I, I was born in 94 as a kid. I remember Jordan playing. Um, he was my, he was my favorite basketball player growing up, which yeah. sounds weird. Cause I grew up in Utah I remember having Stockton Malone jerseys, but like I loved, I loved Space Jam. Dude, Space um, Jam's the best. I I remember this is just something that's funny about me, but it, I'll turn. It all relates back to Kobe. But I remember when I was a kid, when I was really young, when I was like four or five, I would always make sure the TV volume was turned to twenty three, <laughs> and then, um, you know, eventually MJ retired, and I kind of got out of basketball, but the guy that like brought it back for me was Kobe. And then when I got older and he was 24, the TV volume was always set at 24. (laughs) That's cool. Um, And so like there are NBA players in the league right now. Like you look at like Donovan or Trey young or Luca, like these guys weren't around when Jordan was still in his prime, when Jordan was still winning championships, they're born after 98. These are guys that grew up. Kobe's their guy that they watched growing up. And the the emotion that you see throughout the entire NBA today, all these players who, um, you know, someone played against him at the tail yeah. end of his career. I mean, it was just three, four years ago that he retired. Um, some of these guys, you know, they had had a chance to play against their idol, and yeah. now they're, yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking. I can't mm. believe that it happened, and um, it, I don't know. I, the thing that's crazy about it, and I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm still processing this. Yeah. Like Kobe's been kind of at the forefront of a lot of stuff that I've seen this week. Um, one of my goals for 2020 was to read a lot of books. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the books I wanted to read was uh, Bill Simmons book of basketball. And a lot of it's about Kobe because it interesting was where at that point when the book was written 2009, what was Kobe's legacy? Yeah. He won three titles, but it was with Shaq. Uh-huh. Two years later, he won two more titles. He led the Lakers to two titles in his prime, and it completely changed his legacy to, you know, being a going from like a top fifteen guy to now he's a top five guy yeah. of all time. Um, I started reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, and dude, I want to read that book. And probably. there's so much um, symbology throughout because Phil Knight was very well traveled before he started uh-huh. selling shoes. And throughout the book, he talks about how he traveled to uh, Egypt and saw the River Jordan. Uh-huh. He traveled to Jordan. He <laughs> italicizes it every time. Kobe, Japan. 
Oh, yeah. And he's always yeah. italicizing Kobe Japan. And a lot of his beginnings are in Kobe. And then the first types of shoes that he sold were Tigers. Yeah. And so he, it, I just got to like kind of the final chapter. And in it, he's talking about these athletes who defined Nike, yeah. who were greater than the company itself that really were the ones that made Nike what it is today, which is a $30 billion product. Uh-huh. It's Jordan, Kobe, and Tiger. Yeah. And like for American athletes for the 21st century, like those are the guys. Those yeah. are the guys that define athletics. When you look at great athletic moments, you know, over the, since, uh, since the 2000s, like Kobe is involved in so many. I mean, even his last game as a Laker. Yeah. He's playing against the Jazz and like all I can remember thinking about this game watching it was it's the Jazz had just missed out on a playoff berth the night before. Yeah. And then Kobe, I was really bummed and then Kobe just goes off for 60 <laughs> points in his last game of the gave us an all-time moment. And at the same time, I'm so upset that this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like I I will never forget watching this. This was amazing. Uh-huh. Um I think that's that's the cool perspective of being a jazz fan is that we never have stars. So when stars roll through, it's fun to watch and everyone comes to see. I mean, yeah. you know, the, they played the Mavs last night and Luka Doncic was like had a whole fan section yeah. right next to him. And, and some of them were wearing jazz uniforms and um kobe had that exact same effect i mean the lake like obviously there's a lot of lakers fans here because we're not too far from the from la but um even the jazz fans you can't help but respect it even if you drop 60 on your team yeah well and there are a lot of guys that just carry so much weight when they enter an arena Mm -hmm. um all the attention the energy everything is they're the center of it all absolutely kobe was one of those guys you know he's up there with guy, for guys that are in the league right now, it's like Steph, LeBron, yeah, um, Luca kind of is starting to have that vibe a little bit right now. Katie, um, Kyrie, like James Harden, like yep. all these guys just have an aura around them, and I just don't know that any of them right now, besides LeBron, can really match what Kobe brought. Like, sure, there were people that would just come to Jazz games. We joke about it, but like. These fans who were diehards that grew up in Utah, yeah, that loved the Lakers, and it was because of Kobe, you know. Yeah, and it and we liked Kobe too. We hated him yeah. on the court, but you can't help but respect him. In fact, like this, we used still use the term like every day, Mamba mentality. Like if a if a NBA player goes off, you're like, oh, he had the Mamba mentality that night, you know. And so it's just it's just crazy. Um, but you know we. Speaking of people that love the Lakers, um, yeah, we're gonna have Mitch Harper we're on. Mitch later. Harper on, big Laker fan. We give him a lot of crap, but today, like, you know, we want to talk. He's to he's one of those diehards who grew up in. He's in West Valley, yeah, and we were actually giving him a hard time. Um, two quick moments, um, before we go before we go to Mitch, go to break and go to Mitch. Um, what was really crazy about this is last night. LeBron just passed up Kobe for third all-time on the NBA scoring list. And mm-hmm. Kobe, as gracious as he could be, I mean, he was such a competitor, but he was very, you know, he was recognized by LeBron. LeBron had, like, Mamba mentality written on uh-huh. his shoes, 824. Um, 
when Kobe congratulated him, and that's like the last thing that like as a public we have of Kobe. Yeah, was that congratulatory tweet that he sent to LeBron, and I'm sure that there were words exchanged between the two. It was less you than know, 24 after hours that, ago. It was yeah. 16 hours ago, man. It was 16 hours ago. And that's why I just found the news so hard because, like, he's just been at the forefront of, like, all the stuff that I've been doing this week. And, like, yeah. I've just been thinking a lot about Kobe and his legacy and all that. And, yeah, but um, the last thing before we go to break, before we go to Mitch, uh, I Adam Silver, um, the NBA commissioner, just released a statement. Um, he says, the NBA family is devastated by the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. For 20 years, Kobe showed us what is possible when uh, remarkable talent blends with an absolute devotion to winning. He was one of the most extraordinary players in the history of our game with accomplishments that are legendary. Five NBA championships, an NBA MVP award, 18 NBA All-Star selections, and two Olympic gold medals. But he will be remembered most for inspiring people around the world to pick up a basketball and compete to the very best of their ability. He was generous with the wisdom he acquired and saw it as his mission to share it with future generations of players. Taking special delight in passing down his love of the game to Gianna, we send our heartfelt condolences to his wife, Vanessa, their family, the Lakers organization, and the entire sports world. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Sports Beat After Hours Emergency Pod Edition. Um, on the line, we have Cougar Sports Saturday and Cougar Tracks' very own Mitch Harper, also a diehard LA Lakers fan. Mitch, how you doing? How you feeling right now? It's pretty tough, guys. Um, not gonna lie, it's it's hard. It's uh, um. When I saw the news, I just, it's, it's hard to get emotional, but um, it's just really hard uh, because, you know, I growing up as a kid, I loved Kobe Bryant, and, you know, when I think of my job today, when I mean, you just mentioned that, what I do for work. It sounds kind of silly, but um, just using that that like Mamba mentality um, to re- have relentless work ethic next to my dad. You know, Kobe Bryant was someone I looked up to, and man, I just think of all the great moments that he brought to my life and the the happiness that he gave me. And you know, I never got to know Kobe or anything, but 
just from, you know, just from afar as a fan, it was just something that I always looked forward to and brought me a lot of happiness in my life. And it just, when I saw the news today, I'm, I'm oddly enough driving to California for a family vacation right now to, to Disneyland and um, just kind of overcome with emotions. And, and it just means, you know, when I saw the news, I was, I was at eating lunch in, um, in Vegas with my family. And I just couldn't believe it, like everyone else. And I, got, I just got thinking of all the great moments. I remember as a young kid, uh, the NBA draft, when he got traded to the Lakers. And I remember reading, I used to go to, like, to the library, um, local library, to go read the L.A. Times newspapers like every day. As a kid, I remember there was an article that talked about how the Lakers were intrigued by this young high school kid, and and I just remember thinking to myself because there was no internet back then in 1996, and I just remember thinking like that that sounds so crazy, like a 17 year old that could be end up end up as the Lakers, and they got picked by the Hornets, and I thought, oh, that's that's not going to happen. And then later that night, he gets traded. I just thought that's that's so cool, like a young guy going to be going to the Lakers, and he's going to. You know, be next the following week the Lakers signed Shaquille O'Neal, and it was just so cool. And to see to see the Lakers get this kind of new tandem, this new era of Showtime, and then three years later, I I, I went and saw the, the last regular season game played at the Great Western Forum, and they played the the Portland Trailblazers. I was there um, in the lower bowl and saw them, and I and I have the uh, the game program with. Uh, him on the cover and it's just so surreal it was just he was bigger than life and um just all the great moments too it's it's, um I didn't think I would feel this way um over someone that was someone I never met but it just again the the attitude the mentality um just meant a lot to me and and it's just so bad for his family and and his wife and just being a parent, it's hard to comprehend, you know, the possibility of losing a child, and it's just an emotional thing. Yeah, it's definitely surreal. Um, him and I were just talking about, like he, like he said, he was larger than life, and he's so important to this generation of NBA players. There was NBA TV, TV was playing, was covering um, a lot of what was going on, and Trey Young, they showed Trey Young courtside before his game today, and Trey was... He, like Kobe was a mentor to him, and you think about him. He, he, Trey's only nineteen, twenty years old. He never saw MJ play. Like his generation of the greatest player of all time is and forever will be Kobe Bryant. And yeah. it's just it's crazy to think about all these moments and um, everything he did from the eighty-one point game to the, his last game as a as a Laker, the sixty point yeah, we game against that the Jazz. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was what was like your favorite moment? Um, that like really defines like Kobe and Mama mentality to you. Yeah, I, I think the eighty-one point game against the Raptors was amazing. Uh, back in two thousand six, fourteen years ago this month, and I remember um, it was oddly enough the first year that I had NBA League Pass. I was able to buy it myself. I had enough money to buy it uh, myself, and I was I was so pumped to have NBA League Pass for the first time and be able to afford it on my own dime and. And I just remember watching every single game I could with the Lakers and get to watch the Lakers broadcast. And it just, it was so cool not just having to, you know, wait on the nationally televised Laker games. And I, I watched that game. It was a Sunday night. The Lakers were in the Sunday whites. And 
he just kept filling it up, and it was it was amazing. And and then I think back to the first round. His uh, I think it was it was that season in 2006 that he had a game winner against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, his the first title season in 2000, where Game Five Shaquille or Shaq gets uh, fouled out of the game with six fouls. The Lakers are on the road. Reggie Miller and the Pacers and Kobe kind of has his breakout moment, making it clear that not just Shaq leading the Lakers, it's Kobe too, and he gets in that critical Game 5 win on the road to get it up 3-2, and then they go and win it in Game 6, and that three-peat, all the drama with, with Shaq, and I was someone even back then in, in 2004 when people, a lot of Laker fans were, were booing, you know, Kobe. They wanted, they wanted you know, Kobe shipped down and to keep Shaq, but I always felt that, you know, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss made the right move in keeping Kobe because he just had so much more upside, so many more years ahead of him, and obviously that ended up being the right move. And him getting that 2010 title against the Celtics in Game 7 was amazing, even though he didn't play his best game. I mean, just some great moments. Even against the Jazz, too. I remember you know, all those playoff series against the Jazz during like the 08, 09, 2010. Mm-hmm. Those were just great atmospheres at the yeah. Delta Center at the time, or Energy Solutions, now the Viv. And I remember one time in a regular season game, uh, it was kind of controversial ending. He had a game winner, and where there was a foul call, and then in the post game locker room, I'm sure we have the film somewhere in the KSL archives. But he's he gets asked, did did so and so? I think it was Milt Palacio. Did Milt Palacio foul you? Like, did he foul me? He fouled yeah. the hell out of me. It was just like <laughs> I love that that yeah. Kobe like kind of you know cockiness a little bit. I just love the attitude. I just love the the demeanor of Kobe Bryant and. And uh, his greatness. Like I loved guys that just want to be relentless. He didn't believe in load management. He was relentless to the core, and he always played every single night that he could. And and I remember being in Vegas the night he. Uh, I was watching him play against the Golden State Warriors when he blew out his Achilles, and I just remember thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe like that happened to Kobe." But he still was able to knock down a free throw despite tearing his Achilles. Just. Mm-hmm. The amazing things that he did, and to see that story today, it was just kind of just, just it still can't wrap my mind around. To be completely honest, it's it's one of the cooler things I think about Kobe Bryant was he has on the court that mama mentality that we've been talking about. Um, in fact, one of my favorite memories is the um, who was it that was inbounding the ball, Matt uh, something, and he tried to punk Kobe. Matt Barnes, yeah. Matt Barnes. But Matt Barnes right. was in Orlando. And uh, he was inbounding the ball. Kobe was on him, and he tried to, like, punk Kobe. And Kobe didn't flinch. And I thought that was the most badass thing I'd ever seen. Um, oh, yeah. And that's my memory of Kobe. But then you compare that to what a good father he was. Always had Gigi on the sidelines to whatever game he was at. Obviously, he's a coach, but also just, like, such a good father that um, that's the coolest thing I think about Kobe was the two sides yeah, he, of the same person. And I, I think too, with, uh, I was like, there's just, he's like the only individual that I can remember as, as a young kid and growing up that I was just kind of like, I, I just was obsessed over anything Kobe Bryant. I remember when he had Sprite ads, I wanted to drink Sprite <laughs> all the time because of Kobe Bryant. I remember getting, it was such a big deal to me when I was, when I bought his uh, Kobe All-Star 2 shoes when he was with Adidas, they were kind of the robot-looking yes. shoes, white with the yellow bottoms. I, I bought those. Just anything with Kobe Bryant. I remember 
those commercials with LeBron and the puppets or whatever they were. They were the Muppets. Yeah. I, I just anything with Kobe, I I just thought it was just next level and bigger than life, and and he was so synonymous and intertwined with the Lakers and the and the brand, and he embraced the haters and he oh, yeah. celebrated with his fans. It just everything about him was was just next level, and it, it just I admire that, and I think we can all kind of try to aspire to be that in our own personal lives, whether it be being a parent, whether it be a spouse or our jobs. Like I just, I want to be relentless at all times and, and just be better and, you know, and just compete at all, at all costs like that, like the Mamba mentality. So I, I always just admire that, uh, what he was about. And uh, I feel like just today's NBA doesn't have that same, same uh, level like, like a Kobe, but it's still also too, crazy just the timing of all this where yesterday lebron's passing kobe and then i'm sure you guys have talked about that but i mean just crazy crazy circumstance all around yeah kind of crazy that's exactly what we were talking about earlier was um like his one of the last moments that we have as a public um was him congratulating lebron on um passing him for third all time uh mitch you're on your way to california do you have any plans to a lot of Lakers fans are kind of gathering at the Staples Center. I know that they're playing the Clippers on Tuesday. I know you're going to Disneyland, but like, are you maybe going to make a little bit of an adjustment to your trip? Are you maybe going to go visit that shrine that they put together? Are you going to try and catch tickets to that game on uh, on Tuesday night? Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, maybe find a way to get into Staples Center. I'm already realizing, though, I'm in... Uh... I don't even know where is this bar still. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm driving, but uh, it's, I'm already experiencing California traffic, and I'm well. Oh goodness! Uh, I'm still far as a few hours away, but yeah, I, I want to try and make it somehow, some way to uh, Staples Center because I, I mean, I remember going his final season. It wasn't at the Jazz game, but his second to last home game against the Celtics, his last regular season game against the Celtics. I was there, and and that was cool because the Lakers Celtics rivalry and. And Laker fans just they love Kobe. He, he just means so much to Laker fans, and it's uh, he's one of those people that can be just by one name, and you you wear a Kobe Bryant jersey or a Kobe Bryant shirt. It just it's like a it's a way uh, like it, there's no greater fan base in a way than Kobe fans because like every time we get we talk about the you know who's the greatest player. Jordan or LeBron, and then people yeah. always discredit the Kobe fans, but we stand hard yeah. for Kobe Bryant. We we will <laughs> never go down lightly. We love Kobe to the end of the, the end of the earth, and uh, still always going to love Kobe Bryant. He was he was the man. He was awesome, and uh, um, I appreciate you guys giving me the chance to talk about this and and talk it out because uh, I really it's it's just a unique thing, and I, I'm I'm grateful that. Uh, to, to talk with you guys and have kind of this platform to to talk with you because uh, he was he I, he meant a lot to me growing up in my childhood and uh, my life and uh, I'll ever forever remember the impact he's he's had on me. Thanks, Mitch. Um, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, for those listening, check out Mitch's stuff uh, on kslsports.com. Listen to his podcast, uh, his show on Saturday on KSL News Radio. Mitch, it's an emotional time for all of us, but I think uh, you know the good thing that comes out of this whole situation is we all want to be with our families just a little bit more. And yep. uh, enjoy your time with yours, and uh, we'll see you when you come back to the station. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, right, Mitch. Man. See you around.
Wow, that was that was great for Mitch. I mean, I like like we said, he was he's one of the best Lakers fans, biggest Lakers fans. Um, yeah. He's a diehard, and uh, big thank you to Mitch for um, joining us today. Um, but that's all we have today. Uh, we are now going to go put together a show. Uh, we're honoring Kobe a whole lot today on Sportsbeat. Mm-hmm. If you guys are listening before Sportsbeat airs, um, we have we are going to do as much as we can to honor his life and legacy throughout our 45-minute our show. Um, but thank you for sit- taking some time to listen to us. Um, Hem, I know you were emotional. I'm feeling really emotional, especially just with you know, being being a dad, mm-hmm. um, the news about Gigi just is really it puts it all over the top and puts it in perspective. Um for those of you listening, uh thank you. Um hug your loved ones tight and um just let them know how much you appreciate them. Yep. And um yeah, that that'll do it for this episode of Sports Beat After Hours Emergency Pod. Um stay tuned. For more kslsports.com content and uh, listen to all our podcasts, uh, I am your host, Hemi Mooley Jr., and he is Zachary Hicken. Thanks, everybody.